Welcome. This is Karen Motokaitis, and you're listening to How She Really Does It, the place where inspiration and possibility meet. My friends, we're here to talk about one year later. Oh, what a year. <laughs> All I can say is, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> It's so important to reflect and to think about things and to look back and then to be able to acknowledge our own growth. And that's what we're doing today. Because my goal for you, my intention for you is that for you to remember that we can figure things out and we can figure things out just in time. That may be one of the things that we learned this year. So when I go back to a year ago today, I was on a plane and there was a little bit of deliberation of you know, should I go? Maybe I should stay home. But then I decided, okay, I'm just going to go. It's going to be fine. I'm going to go. And I got on the plane and turned everything off. And I landed in Texas. I turned on the phone and my phone was going crazy. (laughs) It was like, everything was getting canceled. (laughs) The event I was going to do work at was getting canceled. The two swim meets, we had kids going to junior nationals in Florida. We had swimmers going to this Grand Prix meet in Oklahoma. Everything was canceled. A few hours before, everything was definitely on. And during this flight, things got canceled. (laughs) As soon as I turned on the phone and I saw all this, I made the decision, I need to get back. And I remember working on that and, and part of my brain was like, oh, but I've got a really nice hotel room. Like not only was I going to go get to go do work I love, but I was going to be able to be by myself in the evenings, be in a beautiful hotel room. I was really excited and looking forward to this. And part of me is like, oh, Corinne, you could stay. It's nice and clean. You'll be taken care of. This will be fantastic. But here's the thing. Before I knew the term mitigate risk or before it became such a huge part of my vocabulary, I thought about it and I said, well, I could stay. The hotel's here. I have the room. I could just go. And I thought, and the downside is what if all planes get landed like after 9-11 and there is no planes And then I'm stuck in Texas or I have to drive back. And I thought, oh, hell no, I am not driving across this state and a couple more states to get back to California. So I bought my plane to get back, went home and it was a really long day. And then I remember the next day I got home probably around 10, 30, 11 o'clock that night. And the next day it was the most, one of the most surreal days of my life because Think about it. Remember, it was the world was kind of stopping. Schools were shutting down. Things were stopping. It was like, well, what are we doing? What's really going on? It was so surreal. And I was exhausted from the long day of travel and the not knowing. And I was so unfocused and trying to make decisions, but not really knowing what decisions. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, I'll never forget that day. Like, I felt like I was moving through molasses. And then by Monday, March 16th, like that's when we shut down. And I remember what the Aquamonster shutting down and going, 
okay, two weeks, this will be interesting, but we'll be back and thinking we'd reopen the way we normally did. Even like when we have fires in California, we may shut down, but then we reopen and everybody comes in. I couldn't back then imagine that we would be here where we are today. It's mind blowing. (laughs) But here we are and we're still standing, my friends. We are still standing. Now I know COVID has impacted our lives. And I also know that we have listeners around the world and our Aussie friends down there. I'm I'm so glad that you guys are enjoying so much more freedoms than we have here in the United States. But and the risk to for COVID is is quite low down there. So I know that there's some parts of the world that you're like, what are you talking about, Corinne? We're more back to normal than we're not. But here's how COVID's impacted a lot of people's lives. Kids Zooming instead of being in-person school. And my kids are even their university, they're Zooming and we're doing recordings and synchronous and asynchronous learning, right? Many of us work has been affected, whether it's in terms of revenue, salary, working conditions. Some people are working at home from a card table. You know, some people have converted home and made offices. Some, some businesses have sold their buildings and said, we're going to keep our workforce at home. Some are trying to figure out ways to come back or have come back. Then there's the health aspect of how COVID's impacted us. Either you know somebody who's had it, or maybe you've had it. And then there's the social effects with the constraints and the lack of clarity around what's okay and what's not okay. And people having different rules and people having different judgments about it. So COVID has impacted all of us and there's been a lot of challenges and we know the challenges that we face this year. And I'm going to focus on things that got us through as well as I want to talk about the beauty. So one of the things that I invite you to consider is that a big key learning from this past year is we can figure things out and we can figure things out just in time. Like I have given myself so much grace about like sometimes I don't even see a solution or even realize it until at point X and the old me pre-COVID would be like, seriously, Corinne, why couldn't you have done this sooner? I didn't have the capacity, right? And so I know now I could figure things out and I'll figure it out just in time. It doesn't mean that I don't plan or don't make decisions ahead of time or any of that, but sometimes the capacity's just been so limited. And the biggest thing that I've given myself this past year, and I started with it right early on was giving myself grace. And I talked about it here and I invite you to continue to give yourself grace, give yourself grace of what you're doing well, what can you learn and what are you going to improve on? Right. And instead of beating yourself up of you should be doing things better or you should know better because beating ourselves up, having self-doubt doesn't actually help us solve problems. And it doesn't help us be able to hold on to a vision of where we want to be. So the two key elements that I had a year ago and probably more about 50 weeks ago was the vision for being on the other side of this without having it clearly defined. It wasn't a clearly detailed look, but I just knew in in some days it was as simple as I want to be standing at the end of this. (laughs) Like I want to be standing. I want to have my loved ones there. That was the vision, right? And giving myself grace that I can, I'll figure it out and I'm going to make mistakes and it's all okay. So today's show though, I don't want to focus on the challenges. We all know them so well. I want to talk about the beauty, 
and the gifts that we've all gone through and experienced in this past year, because that's so important. Our brains have this negativity bias and it's really good at focusing on all the bad stuff because your brain has a very important job and it's meant to keep you alive. So it's like danger, danger, pay attention, right? And it will hijack our brain and our focus. And what we need to do is be really deliberate about the good things in our life as well and be able to hold all of it, hold the tension of it all. When I mean the tension of it all is being able to have the capacity for, yeah, here are the shit shows and here's all the crap and here's the beauty. It's all of it. I often say on the show, and I came up with this a long time ago of, I live an amazing life and there are shit shows everywhere. And that my friend is the truth of all of our lives. There may be aspects of your life that are just doing so well. And then there's aspects that mm, not so great, or maybe you have a family member who's ill or somebody who's aging, or, you know, maybe things you're having to deal with a difficult person at work, but there's so many great things. It's not black and white, all or nothing. It's all of it. And today we're going to focus on the beauty because our brains, because of that negativity bias, it takes more time to soak in the good, to soak in the beauty in our lives. And we want to really focus on soaking that in and being able to absorb it because that also gives us the fuel to be able to withstand the challenges and the obstacles. And while we may all want this to be over, my friends, there will always be challenges and obstacles, and it has nothing to do with your worth, your worthiness. It has to just do with this is life. And the beauty of obstacles is that we can get stronger from them. I know you may not want to hear that. You're like, Corinne, I have had enough strengthening in the past year. I get it, my friend, but it is one of the promises of life. We will all have obstacles and some of them we get to choose to overcome. And some of them we choose like, okay, I'm not going to go there. I'm not interested in it. Like, for example, I am not interested in being a runner anymore. So that's not an obstacle I'm willing to, I'm choosing to overcome. I have an acceptance of it. So knowing what areas do you want to overcome the obstacles and what areas that you don't. Okay, enough of that. So now let's talk about the beauty of the last 12 months. When I think of 2020 and now part of 2021, it was no joke, an extremely hard year for me personally. It was just personally, professionally, leading, family-wise. It's just, you know, it's been hard. And I've really thought about it because sometimes I'm like, but really has it been that hard? And so I've given myself permission to not really evaluate it right now. And at some point I'll come back and look at it because maybe at some point I may think of this as the hardest year of all time of my life, but right now I'm not quite certain. And part of the reason, part of the difficulty or the challenge is that who I was in 2020 is so much stronger and more resilient than back in 2010 when I went through another extremely challenging year. So while in 2010, I may have been curled up in a ball on the ground, that doesn't mean that 2020 wasn't hard because I wasn't curled up in a ball on the ground. I just had more resilience. I had a better self-regulation. I have a great toolbox that I really know how to use you know, and most importantly, of a better relationship with myself. So my, I can trust myself and I can listen to myself and I'm aware of what's going on and I understand my emotions. And I also know who are the people on my team. So there's so much that I've evolved and developed over the years that it allowed me to remain more grounded 
And not that I wasn't a hot mess, you all, or didn't get really angry or had rage or anger or crying or tears or any of that stuff or exhaustion. But overall, I had so much more ability to be resilient and to be able to get through things. I was able to, as I talk about on the show, fall down and get back up. And when I fell down, it wasn't like, oh, because I'm a loser. I fell down because, man, this shit is hard. And I was able to rise back up. So my 2010 version of me has evolved a lot over the last 10 years. And what I didn't know back in 2010 was it was preparing me for this global pandemic that I never knew I was preparing for. You know, when you're an athlete, you know, like, okay, I'm going to prepare for like all this anxiety and I need to have courage. And when I'm going to go race at nationals, right. And you know that you're going to be preparing for something difficult. I didn't realize in 2010, I was going to be preparing for something difficult because really I think in 2010, I was like, okay, in 10 more years, my life's going to be on easy street. (laughs) I'm going to live in that promised land, right. There'll be no problems. But even with my belief of I live an amazing life and there's shit shows everywhere, that was part of my own resilience building. So the beauty of 2020, right? We all know the difficulties and the hardships, but the beauty, and I really want to invite you to reflect on your own beauty of 2020. What were the beauty moments that were so special about 2020? So to give you some examples, you know, like in my life, for the first time in my family's life, we were all home together, basically 24 hours a day, right? We're a pretty active family. We have sports, school, work. I mean, we're, you know, my husband travels a lot. I travel quite a bit for work. Like we have a lot going on, but all of a sudden we were all home together. (laughs) And my friend, it was not sunshine and roses. Let me tell you. It wasn't like we had to work on our routines and, you know, how do we work and live in this environment and go to school or not have school, right? My youngest daughter didn't have school because her high school shut down for four weeks while the rest of us were continuing on. But we were able to figure out how to create a routine, you know, time to move because we knew that was important. And watching my daughters who, you know, had always had the schedule athletic life to actually take their own agency and create you know, their own working out and, and they had some structure with the aqua monsters, but then creating their own and going on runs. And it's like, wow, who are you becoming to take this initiative? Right. But they started to realize they felt better when they did it. You know, we would have time to connect as a family, family dinners and family dinners has always been a really big, important value in our family. But there are certain times of the year where we either eat in waves or there may be, you know, two or three of us eating at a time because again, practice conflicts and stuff. And then, so it, it's more on the weekends, but we were able to come together every night and had family dinners. And then we had an evening show and that's where I fell in love with the show, The Good Place. And it was a great show that we watched together and went through. And we learned how to ask for what we wanted or what we needed in terms of working or studying from home. None of it was easy, but then sometimes I think, wow, you know, when I was thinking this morning, my daughter's going to be soon 21. And I've had this incredible gift of her being home, which will probably be maybe for the last time, because once she moves out, there's a good chance she won't be coming back. So, and it's been hard and it's also pretty nice. Like this is a special gift back that we've had. That's part of the beauty. You know, other parts of the beauty is lots of walking, lots of walking. Remember I said, I don't run anymore, but lots of walking. And at first it was time with myself during shelter in place because I didn't walk with other people because that wasn't okay to do. 
And that was a way to get out of the house and give myself some space and my own, you know, quiet time or listening to a podcast or a book or calling a friend or walking and crying and stomping the pavement, right? Really frustrated. There were many times that I pounded the pavement as I was trying to figure out how to be the brave leader I needed to be through this. That was my messiness that I went through and I loved it. And now for me, walking is filled with connection with friends. I walk with friends. We wear our masks. It's, I really enjoy it. It's been a fun thing for me to do, you know, business pivoting. You know, while I've always had an online business, I did travel for some events and trainings that I did in person. And we were able to get major organizations to pivot and to do the trainings online, which is like a huge success so that we could, once people overcame their resistance, they could see that, Hey, there can be effective alternates. So that was a beauty, right? So there were many different beauties. I've met people and there's also been times of loneliness. And then the beauty of that was creating a deeper relationship with myself, you know, connecting with myself. We can get so, so busy, but the ability to have downtime and spend time with yourself. I guess one of the other beauties that I totally forgot about was because I was pretty head down in, in work, but my husband had some space because he had never been home so much. And he did a so much decluttering. I think we went through like five or six different dumpsters that we had gotten from the city to, he was just getting rid of stuff and cleaning stuff out. So we, there was a lot of purging that happened last spring. We actually did a huge spring cleaning and the beauty was I didn't do it because I was so busy working and supporting my clients, but he did it. So there's been many beautiful things during this time. And then I think the most important thing is who I've become in the last 12 months the person who I become, I originally opened the show and talked about who I've become over the last 10 years, right? When I think about that chapter of my life, but who I've become in the last 12 months, definitely so much more grounded, definitely so much more focused on where am I going to go, you know? And that woman who was the queen of certainty back in 2009, 2008, you know, sometimes she'll come up, but I can tell her like, it's okay. We'll figure this out. We don't have to see the whole path. You know, we're going to take the next step and we'll figure out the next step. So it's been really interesting to see who I've become. And unfortunately, this is the truth. Like we want to, you know, I know previously it's like, I, I don't want to make mistakes. I just want to learn it. And then that way I can intellectualize it and then not make those mistakes and then move forward. But I do know that this year, there's been so much great growth and it couldn't have happened just by reading a book. It was by going through the year and all the different obstacles along the way. There've been tremendous obstacles. So what about you? What's been the beauty of your 2020? What's been the beauty? I'm going to share some, like some of my clients, she didn't realize her son was struggling with mental health and he was away at college, but because he came home, she could see he was having struggles, you know, mental health struggles. And he was able to get professional help. He's now alive and doing much better, right? So she looked at me and she goes, you know, Corinne, 2020 wasn't really that bad. My kid is alive and he's doing so much better. That's the beauty of it, right? And there was all these other things that had gone on in her life, but that's what she held on to because that was so important to her. I have another client who, you know, thought her business was going to end due to COVID. All of a sudden, all of her work had dried up and she thought about, huh, 
Maybe I should retire. And but because of that space, she was able to go, hmm, I actually don't like having all this time. I want to continue working. And after contemplating retirement, she then realized, okay, what can I do? What can I pivot in my business? And she learned how to pivot her work and be able to learn new skills so that she can go and do her work that she did. And while her income is down 70% of what it was in 2019, here's the other beauty. She learned she didn't need all of that income, which gave her some perspective moving forward. It's going to give her a lot of freedom of what does she want to do and what does she not want to do? How much time does she want to work? How much income does she want to make? Again, it's one of those things to intellectualize it. It's another to live it. I have another client who at the start of COVID thought, oh my God, my business is going to end. It's going to go away, right? Because people aren't going to be able to be interested in buying any of this stuff. And actually her business has totally exploded and it was best year ever. <laughs> now she's like, well, Karen, I don't have COVID. So maybe I'm not going to have a good year. I'm like, oh no, you're going to keep growing, right? You're going to keep growing because she's got some great stuff that she does. So these were different clients who had different experiences, right? But there wasn't, there was hard things about COVID and whether it's, you know, living by one's, I've had clients who are single and live by themselves. And that was, you know, really hard and lonely at times. And then also for them to have the space in their work to solve other problems. Like one of my clients, because of the space that they had, because they weren't constantly traveling and constantly on the road and doing all this other work, they were able to do a mergers and acquisition that created huge gains and huge rewards for them all. Right. So there's all of it. There's, and that's what I invite you. I think we get into this, like, I just have to have the promised land or the, the Cinderella live happily ever after. And really what it is, it's the tension, ability to have the difficult things, the hard things, the challenges along with the beauty. And we want to be able to see it all and have that perspective and have that space for it all. We don't want to live in the swampland of shame, but we need to also let go of that. There's only a promised land and I just work hard enough. I'll live in this promised land and there'll be no problems. What it is, it's we have all of it. Here are the obstacles. Here's the beauty. It's all of it. So like I think back again, a year ago, I took this swim team that I always believed had to have a swimming pool and we became a virtual swim team and we supported our community as our families pivoted from working in their workplace to working at home. And in our town, our kids didn't have school for four weeks. They were just shut down. So we were able to continue to find ways to have programming and operate through that. And then as we reopened and it was like every, there are so many different ways. I never thought that we would only swim one per lane and, and all the different ways that we have been in operation. So the beauty in all this is that my brain has become even more resilient and resourceful at figuring stuff out and being creative and programming things in a creative function. And I remember in like December 30th, as I was trying to solve another problem for the monsters and I went, wow, I've always known that the monsters have this amazing community, but it was, I was like, wow, we are so fortunate to have this strong and loyal community and I get to lead it. Like how lucky am I? That's part of the beauty, like seeing who your people are, who will trust you and say, Hey, 
I'm going to walk this with you. And thank you so much. Like looking at the beauty of that. And it doesn't mean that there aren't the haters because I have haters too, but all of it. So I invite you to take 10 minutes and write down all the beauty of the past year. We all know the difficulties and our brain has that negativity bias and it's going to remember and it's going to recall and we're going to want to talk about it and be like, this is horrible. And I had to wear masks and blah, 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 blah. And as I even say that, I can feel it change inside of me. But let's also look at the beauty and let's hold the space for it all. Because my friend, there will always be shit shows. There will always be. And I say it all the time. I live an amazing life and there's shit shows everywhere. That is still true. And we must absorb the beauty. And it takes time because our brain is so good at pulling in the negativity that we need to make sure that we spend the energy and allow the space to pull in and absorb the beauty, absorb the good things in our life. An example of this may be is, you know, if somebody gives you a compliment, it like slides right off. But man, if somebody's like, oh yeah, well, I don't really like the way your hair looks. And then all of a sudden you're like wrapped up because that one negative, but 12 people said they liked it. But that one negative, that's an example of the negativity bias. So let's work together on absorbing the beauty in our lives. We all have it. Look for it. Look for it, my friend. And I'm not talking about rainbows and unicorns, right? It's not about denial. It's about the ability to see and experience. And here it is, the full truth of our lives. I'm going to say that again. This is about the ability to see and experience the full truth of our lives. Now take this insight today. And instead of thinking of all the horrific things of the past year, think of all the beauty too. And when you do that, then you're going to be fueled so that you can focus on where you want to go and you have the belief in you that you will get to the other side. You will get to where it is you want to go. You don't have to have the details. It doesn't have to be the picture perfect plan, but one step at a time, my friend. Remember, we want to absorb the beauty in our lives so that we can see and experience the full truth of our lives so that we can focus on where we want to go and we can believe in our ability to get there. I'm smiling big for you. Hey there, before we go, I have a question for you. Have you subscribed to the show yet? This is an awesome opportunity for you to preserve your brain juice. I love the fact that I can subscribe to podcasts and television shows and they go straight to my iPhone or they go straight to my DVR and then I don't have to worry of, oh no, especially with television shows. Did I hit record? Is it going to be there? Or now do I have to watch it on demand and go through all the commercials? So go and hit the subscribe button. There's a link in the show notes and that will ensure you that you never miss a show and you can also save your brain juice for other things in your life. There's way more important things, but you and I will still be connected because the show will be waiting for you in your phone. Go to the link in the show notes, subscribe to the show so you can automatically get all the shows to your phone. On a lake, she is dreaming. She is drifting.
never been so wide awake. 